The Missouri legislature is back in session. We have seen some lawmakers uh, stand firm in their support of Donald Trump. It seems like they hardly left. The last special session of 2020 wrapped up in December. COVID liability, that was something that we saw the governor expand his second legislative session to include. But this is a new year, a new cast of characters, and maybe some new priorities. That might change if there are outbreaks. Um, There may be breaks, but they are going to largely try to carry out session as normal as possible. And so joining us today to talk about it is St. Louis Public Radio State House correspondent Jacqueline Driscoll. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org donate. That's stlpr.org donate. Jacqueline, welcome. Hi there, Sarah. So you were in Jefferson City. Uh, This was on Wednesday for the first day of the new session. How did the pandemic affect the opening of all this business? Well, of course, uh, when you entered the Capitol, you had uh, the temperature checks, which they have had since um, pretty early on in the pandemic. We did see some legislators wearing masks. Um, However, in the House chamber, I think uh, us in the press box, we counted about 60 lawmakers that were not wearing masks. How they were sworn in was a bit different. Um, Instead of just having everyone on the floor and in the upper galleries and chambers, they did swear lawmakers in in groups. So Hmm. um, freshmen got sworn in at a different time than the second, you know, the other the other group of lawmakers. But other than that, it was it was uh, was pretty similar to what I've seen um, in other legislative sessions. Um, People were still hugging and shaking hands and all that jazz. So it wasn't too different. Wow. Uh, That seems like just a a blast from the past. People hugging and shaking hands. I can't remember the last time I've done that. Um, But they're going about their business in Jefferson City. They intend to do this largely in person. This won't be a a Zoom session, I, I take it? Oh, certainly. Um, the new the new Speaker of the House, Rob Vescovo, he's a Republican from Arnold. Um, he made it very clear that he intends on having session. Uh, lawmakers will be there to do their jobs. He says that, you know, firefighters, police officers, um, quite frankly, journalists, we're all required to uh, carry on and do our jobs, the essential work that we need to do. And he classifies lawmakers um, being there in the Capitol in person, doing their jobs as such. So we will see um, lawmakers there and doing the work that they need to do. He does recognize that that might change if there are outbreaks. Um, there may be breaks, but they are going to largely try to carry out session as normal as possible. Okay. I want to talk about Vescovo in, in just a moment here, but I do want to mention that also Wednesday, as the session opened, there were people there in Jefferson City protesting the certification of the Electoral College vote. We know things in D.C. got ugly. Did things ever get tense down at the Missouri State Capitol? No, they did not. I actually um, walked through the crowds. I tried to stay on the outskirts just because I am uh, trying to be as cautious as I can with coronavirus because I do have children. But, um, yeah, no, they they were uh, generally, they were very peaceful. They had signs. They had flags. um, A lot of Make America Great Again uh, attire you would expect to see. But, no, nothing um, out of the ordinary, just people there expressing their opinions, which um, we encourage, and they are free to do so. Hmm. So, Rob Vescovo, he is the new Speaker of the House. Uh, what do we know about his background? Well, he is 
I actually just spoke with him recently a little bit about his legislative priorities, and some of his priorities are focused on his background. He grew up in foster care, um, so he is very um, involved and wants to ensure that the foster care system is a good one here in Missouri, that it's strong and it's taking care of the children properly, and it's easier easier for good, um, wholesome families to adopt the children um, that they would like to bring into their family. So I think those are that is definitely a priority that we are going to see a lot of coming from the new uh, Speaker of the House. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a great priority. We do want to mention we have reached out to Representative Vescovo. We're seeking an interview with him on this show. Um, it'll be interesting to learn more about him. Beyond that issue of foster care, what do you see as some of the big priorities for this session? Well, we cannot um, forget about COVID, um, even though some of us would like to, just because the clock struck midnight, that is still going to be a huge issue within the legislative session, not just the day-to-day activities and how we're allowing people to testify in committees, which um, both chambers are trying to ensure that people have the opportunity to do it virtually on this session. But COVID liability, that was something that we saw the governor expand his second legislative session to include. I think he uh, it, it became something that was a bit more than he bargained for. It was going to be a little bit more controversial than he initially thought. So he did walk that back. But we will see lawmakers address that in this legislative session. And, and Jacqueline, that, that's to uh, protect businesses from being sued for, for not having enough COVID protections or if there's an outbreak within a company. Is that the idea? Right. It's it's to essentially protect businesses, corporations, as well as um, healthcare institutions, um, schools, uh, to make sure that they are not being the victim of frivolous lawsuits is primarily how the Republican Party um, is explaining what they would like to see done in that regard. Um, As as for other priorities, the budget is obviously very important every year uh, with the coronavirus effects, um, not doing great things for the economy. That is going to be important. And obviously, voters approved Medicaid expansion. So that will be a big topic of conversation as well. We heard from a number of listeners this morning who, frankly, would like to see um, Missouri lawmakers take action against Senator Hawley or do something to to punish people who helped incite what happened in D.C. on Wednesday. Seems very unlikely we're going to see the Missouri legislature take on any of that. I understand there's also a proposal to name part of I-55 the Donald Trump Highway. Do you see any success at that? That is uh, very hard to predict, but we have seen some lawmakers uh, stand firm in their support of Donald Trump, even leaning into the conspiracy theories that Antifa was behind the attacks, even though we saw blatantly in front of our eyes that this was uh, pro-Trump extremists. I am not sure what the legislature will do. I anticipate that some may still want to have those discussions, but I uh, do not anticipate there is going to be broad enough support for it. Hmm. Well, St. Louis Public Radio Statehouse reporter Jacqueline Driscoll, I know there's going to be a lot more happening in this session. We're going to count on you to to keep us informed about it. So thank you for giving us just a short preview here today. Thanks, Sarah. And before we take a quick break, we want to hear a little bit more from you. Yesterday, we asked you for your thoughts about Wednesday's events at the Capitol. We shared a few after our conversation with former Senator Claire McCaskill yesterday. And today, we wanted to share a few more. Hi, this is Don Crozier in O'Fallon, Missouri. The Biden Justice Department needs to act quickly and decisively against both the perpetrators of this coup and the massive security failure at the Capitol. 
I'm sure there are a great many members of the security force that did their jobs, but it is obvious that many did not. This is Marion Miller. After I heard Donald Trump make comments in his speech, I assumed there would be violence. I didn't understand the extent to which that would happen until I saw people scaling the walls and breaking the glass in doors and windows. It was appalling and traumatic. And to add insult to injury, we have Senator Hawley voting against electors in another state. This is Elnora Hatcher calling from Trenton, Missouri. My reaction to the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol is Trump should be immediately removed from office. We need to use 25 to get him out. This is Eric Friedman. I live in University City. I'm focused on and have just written my religious community asking them to take this opportunity, as Churchill has suggested, uh, don't pass up uh, a good crisis and use it wisely. Or, as Sololinsky would do, uh, the father of community organizing, uh, this is a great opportunity for us to organize and reorganize our community and our country on the values and democratic institutions that we hold so dear. My name is Viola Spitzer. I have heard a lot of people both in the media and politicians, as well as other community leaders, saying things along the lines of, this is not the true America, or this is not who America is, or this is not who we are as Americans. And I want to say that I think that sentiment is useless and cowardly and false. It is demonstrably who we are, or it would not be happening, and it is a denial of our complicated, violent, racist history to say that we are otherwise. My name is Kim Barrington, and I live in St. Louis. I am outraged by what happened yesterday and think that Donald Trump, the 25th Amendment, needs to be invoked in order for this not to happen again. He has set a terrible precedent, and... Um, this has to, something must be done. Hi, my name is Lisa Jan. I live in Lake St. Louis. And first off, I really miss Claire McCaskill. Um, wish she was still in office. Secondly, I am truly heartbroken by what happened yesterday. I am appalled that a senator of Missouri would stand behind such a treasonous act. And I just... I don't understand how America has gotten here. I've watched it for the last five years. I've seen how people have turned against each other, my own family, and I, I just don't know how we get back to where we all are human again, where we care about each other again. And those are some of your thoughts about this tumultuous week. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you.